in his tie. Um, 30 year old um, African American male, uh, black male. I don't really like using the term African American. Um, but uh, so today we're going to really just talk about relationships and dating in, in 2020 um, as a millennial and how that affects um, like our, like how our experiences are affected versus, you know, what we've seen growing up with our, our parents or um, our other, uh, you know, like aunties and people who are older and how they interacted when they were dating. Um, and just the overall like difference from when I was 18 in Dayton to now uh, as a 30 year old and time has progressed with social media and whatnot. Um, so a little backstory on, on, on um, my Dayton history. Um, so I was in two five-year relationships um, back to back. Both ended um, literally on, on the five, fifth year. Um, the first one that ended um, because in reality, we, we, we just, um, we had just fell apart. Things just got super bitter and we just fell apart. Um, the second one, um, the most recent one that ended, um, it was because of her family. She was an international uh, woman. She's from India and her family, because I was like basically a secret, um, I decided to end the relationship after five years because it was just, I felt like I was wasting my time at that point. Um, and that's a whole nother story. Um, I'm, I'm currently in a relationship, um, the best relationship I've ever had in my life. Um, and I'm super grateful for uh, my girl now. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I've, I've learned with dating um, my girlfriend now is that races, uh, as a black man, it's really difficult sometimes um, in 2020, you know, 19, you know, whatever. It's really difficult sometimes to to try and connect with um, black women. Um, yeah. And, and like before I met my girl now, I, 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 I attempted to date four different black girls um, and three of those ended up having boyfriends that I didn't know about until um, um, I kind of uncovered that um, all within, I won't say about three months of each other, um, I, you know, back to back to back trying to, you know, find someone and, and that was the result I was getting. Um, the fourth one, she was just crazy. Um, Daryl knows who I'm talking about. She was just crazy. Uh, so it just, it just fell apart um, literally before it even started. Um, and that's one of the things that, that me and Daryl talk a lot about because um, he's single and, and one of the things that we talk a lot about is just how difficult it is as a black male to connect with black women Um Miss Dan I, I, right? And I, I say all, but just most of the city black girls, like country black girls, have, to me, country people have always been different. Um, I'm a country boy, so I, I connect better with country folk. Um, but there's not a whole lot of country girls in the city, um, and so it just was really, really difficult. So, for instance, um. I'm a successful male. I'm, I, I, I'm, I consider myself successful. Um, I have a good job, good career. Um, you know, a lot of opportunity going forward. Um, I'm a good guy. I, I love to spoil my, my, my girl. I love to um, make sure that she's taken care of. Um, I try my best to always pay attention to her needs and, 
and go over and above um, taking care of her in any way possible um, and making sure that she understands that I'm only focused on her, making sure that she has access to any of my social medias if she wants it, my cell phone, like all of that. Because I, I, I know in today's day and age, like cheating is so easy because it's so accessible through yep. different means like Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat, especially God, Snapchat. But because it's so easily accessible and, and people are so easily accessible these days, um, I feel like you have to do more in a relationship to try and stay connected. Like, I feel like communication is one of the biggest issues um, with our generation. It's, 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 they, they, it's, it's almost like they live like they want to be rap stars or mm-hmm. these Instagram models. Like, they all want to have these over-extravagant lifestyles that they really, one, can't afford. And then two, the, the type of guys that are typically into those lifestyles are not the kind of guys that are trying to settle down and have a girlfriend. Those are the guys who are out here, you know, spending $600 on a, on a car payment just so they can ride around in, you know, a fancy car. Those are usually those type of guys, the ones who are more about the show versus the substance. And, like, with me, I drive a 2012 little Mazda. Um and it ain't nothing to look at. It ain't nothing fancy. It's got hell damage all over it. Um, but I could easily be driving a BMW M3 if I wanted to. So, um, and, and not have a problem with the payments or anything on it. Um, and I think that that's one of the differences that I noticed when I was dating black girls or trying to date black girls is that they don't care about what you're trying to do in your life as far as like planning for the future and trying to get ahead. They care about, they care about the prison. Right. They care about the right now. They care about what you're driving. Um, you know, how much money you're making. And they care about like, you know, where you taking me this weekend. And you know, the things that the things that for a person like me, I'm kinda like, that's the that's the frivolous shit. Like I don't I don't really care. Like if, if I'm talking to a girl and as long as she as long as she's doing stuff like going to school or you know, working toward grinding out her career and, and taking care of her business, I can work with that. But I don't want a girl that's always trying to go out to the club or always trying to go out and drink or always trying to go out and party or always trying to go out, period. Like, I'm not one of those type of guys. I'm one of those type of guys where I enjoy more alone time with my girl um, at home doing different things like playing a game, playing a board game, reading books, watching documentaries, you know what I'm saying? Like, those type of nights to me are the best nights. And then, of course, you know, we go out, but it don't. It shouldn't have to be where our first idea to spend time together is, oh, where are we going to go out? Where are we going to go to eat? Like, That's the problem now, there. Yeah, it's a huge problem. But I'm going to let Daryl go ahead and kind of like talk about his experience, and then we're going to get out of the introduction and kind of and move into a little bit more substance. Um, so, Daryl, like, how, how have things been going as far as, like, your past relationships? And kind of give us an idea of, like, what's going on, going on now currently um, with girls you've been trying to meet. I would say one of my issues that I touched on in my last podcast was um, dating women who are dating just to be dating. Like, they're so stuck in the gray area. And that's something that I noticed with um, dating mainly black women in general is that they tend to want attention. They tend to want affection. They tend to want a good guy. 
but once you check out the qualities of what would make you a great person to be with somebody in a relationship, they tend to get comfortable and do the A, stay with you, which is a good thing, or trust the process, or B, they start to act, they start to act flaky and doubt themselves or doubt you. And then we as males are left to deal with the decision, like, should I chase or should I just let her be? And I just feel like in general, like this day and age, it's so hard to come across a genuine woman. Like, and in my experience, whenever I do come across one, it's like, it's necessarily not the person for me. Where to where there was a time to where I wouldn't care about if someone is for me. I wouldn't care about if someone is not for me. It would be like, if I feel that she's a great woman, if I feel she has a great personality, if I feel that I can bring her around my mom and won't have to worry about my mom, like, questioning my decisions, then that's good enough for me. And like how Tom said, like, in this day and age, it's just like women are too materialistic as individuals and towards other men. Like, it's just... And hold on. And, no. and, hold on. and, I, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but and I, and I do want to prereque this by saying um, this is in no way, shape, or form like a bashing podcast on black women. Um, no way, shape, or form. And it's not, and it's not to say that men don't have faults um, and us as black men haven't been conditioned through, um, and we can get into all of the conditioning of, of the black male in America, um, that we haven't been conditioned to kind of prefer the whole life versus having a family prefer you mm-hmm. know, sleeping around with multiple women and having multiple girlfriends on the side and all this other stuff um so it's not like we we don't have our own faults but for yep. this podcast right now we're just specifically detailing like the issues as a black male in our age group the millennial age group and dating in this era and like one of the things i pointed out like when i was 21 22 23 in my first relationship it was a lot more simpler. This before Snapchat was a thing, before Instagram was a thing, before like women was posting pictures to get attention. And it's like everything is more sexualized nowadays. Like even Twitter is like you basically can post new pictures on Twitter and it's a normal thing. And women's are more so about seeking attention, it seems like these days, from multiple, from magnitude of man than seeking attention from one guy, you know? And it just, and especially when you're a good guy, it's, it's so easy to get frustrated when you're the type of person who craves a relationship. You're the type of person who craves feeding love, giving energy, and being with one person. But yeah, every time you put yourself out there, you get knocked down. And this is the first time in my life that I've been single and been comfortable being single to where I'm not necessarily... I have my moments, of course, like everybody gets lonely, like, you know, it's, it's, it's part of being single, like, because you, you used to, I mean, I don't say we were conditioned, but we were meant to be with other people. Like, we were meant to love. We were meant to be in love. We were meant to, like, marry, reproduce, and multiply. Like, that's that's the whole purpose of being human, is to spread your love and your joy. And it's so easy to give into the, the quote-unquote whole life, the whole life. But that's something that's, that, there's there's two different kind of steps to get to, the, get to it. There's something that you do because you have no choice. And there's something that you do because you want to do it. And a lot of that is like, it all depends on how your dating is going. Like, like for me, it's, it's, it's like, it's very, 
it's very hard for me, like nowadays, to really trust a woman instinct compared to how it was seven years ago. And like I said, I feel like social media has a lot to do with that. It's just like women these in this day and age are so unpredictable. Like you just don't know what you're gonna get. Like they can give you all the right vibes, all the right signs. You can do all the right things, reach out in all the right ways, and and then what happens? It'll get you nowhere. It'll get you nowhere. It'll get you nowhere. They will they will flip it on you. They will say, "Oh, you coming on too strong? Oh, you this and that." And then those are the same chicks from my experience that we get on Instagram and post a picture, a basically a thirst trap picture. But yeah, I'm coming off too strong. It's like, you know you want a good guy. You know you want someone that's going to be there for you. You know you want someone that's going to love you unconditionally. You know you want someone that's going to take care of you and your needs and your wants. And potentially down the road, your kids and your family. But at the same time, you want to be a hoe. And I'm not saying as a hoe, like, oh, getting around, like, just being sort of hoe. I mean, from the perspective of, because a male can be a hoe and a female can be a hoe. I'm talking from both sides of it. And it's like, you want, you, like, you want exclusive rights, but you don't want to commit to it. And that's something that I deal with, you know. And one thing I noticed is that I refuse to settle. As, as hard as it, it is, it's so easy to settle. And this day and age, because there are not a lot of women out there with something to offer positive. It's just not. It's so easy to just give them what they want and keep it moving. But at the end of the day, when you've been raised a certain way, you've been raised to respect women a certain way, there's certain things about women that turns you off. And for me, it's that. And like my previous relationship was damn to three and a half years with um someone that I really like cared about and loved a lot, even though we was the complete opposite. We was complete different and I knew that we probably shouldn't have been together. Like that's something that I knew. But we was two good people and she came into my life at a time to where I was like I'm not even gonna lie, I kinda needed her. Like she was just perfect timing at that time of my life where I was in and then it's like as you grow together, uh people have a tendency to grow out from each other. And those issues that I dealt with was that she was outgrowing me, which is fine. And there were times where I feel like I couldn't keep up, which is fine as well. Um, there were times where I felt like, you know, she was just growing into becoming the person that she was supposed to be, which is completely fine. And it's like my, my only issue with that is if you know that you are outgrowing someone, you have to be open and have a communication. You have to. Uh, relay your expectations. You have to do whatever you have to do to continue. If you truly love that person, want to be with that person, like how you say you do, to make it work. To make it work. And I feel like in this day and age, it's like um, women, millennial women, compared to our mothers who probably born in the in the sixty. My mom's born sixty nine. Like to women, like women born in the fifties and sixties, like they they were conditioned. And which is a good way, because this is it's not always a negative thing. Those conditions to find a man that will take care of them and the family, because right. back then growing up, women did not have the the opportunities or didn't have like the salary that women these days have. And you have a lot more. I'm a boss, bitch, independent. I don't need no nigga women in this world, and that didn't exist back then. It probably did to a certain extent, but not to the way that it does now. And nowadays, right. 
we as men who grew up by these mothers who who grew up with the with the southern or with the the country mindset of find you a good man and you would be and like you know live the, live, live out the best of your days and it's like we are conditioned from them same mothers to look for that look for the qualities in in, in women like our moms but they're hard to right. find and right that's something that we deal with so you have guys like us who probably are late bloomers like you, you know you had guys who come out of college 21 22 like apple dudes and the frats swole niggas like you know what i'm saying like th- like that nigga basically 22 23 with a job paying them 70 dollars a year coming fresh out of college and right. they're not maturing yet and they tend to women tend to flock towards the it nigga because they still mature like they still they 21 22 trying to figure themselves out and an old flashy nigga over here is a hot nigga. And yet you have the guys like us who's going through the process, like trying to do it right. Like, right. Trying to grow within ourselves, trying to trying to adapt to life as it goes on. But yet the amount of women that 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 we have to pick from is watered down because women are not raised to Appreciate a good man these days. It seems like to me, it's like they don't. Yeah, because they will find every reason shit on one. Because I and I and, and I'll say to piggyback on that, I'll say, I'll say this, like, and I know that this is gonna probably, and I already know that most women who are listening to this now are probably already gonna be cutting it off or getting angry because it, it's it's the hurtful truth. Um, and again, we can have that podcast with you know one of our, our female friends and they can get on and we can have that discussion about niggas who ain't shit and women who ain't shit. But we're men, so our, our we're, we're heterosexual men. So our perspective is always going to be the viewpoint of how women treat us um, mm-hmm. in the relationships with From women experience. and our experiences. So again, this is not to bash women in any kind of way. It's just this is our experience because we don't we don't we don't look for men to be able to tell you how men are fucking up. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we can give you some general stuff, but that's about it. And like when you were speaking about, um, you were speaking about Instagram, like I think apps like Instagram and Snapchat have connected us at a fault. I feel like people are so overly connected now that it's easier for, I don't, I don't want to say it's so much easier to meet people, but it's so much easier to have the opportunity to kind of like, uh, like do your do your do your person wrong, like your boyfriend, your girlfriend wrong. Yep. Like it, the traps are there. Like if you get on Instagram, any woman, any woman can one hundred percent agree with this. You get on Instagram, and I guarantee you, you get on your man's Instagram. I guarantee you, you scroll through his stuff. You probably won't see a whole lot of women on his page, depending on like on mine. You won't see a whole lot of women on, on my own, like scrolling through my thing. But if you hit the search button and look at the, the trending and, and what's recommended to you, it's all women. Asses out, titties out, yep. twerking, displaying yep. themselves, whatever. And I, and, and I, I have never searched, because I, I hate, it's like strip clubs. Like I have never searched, you know, women with fat asses or like pictures of women with fat asses and whatever, whatever, whatever. But because they know I'm a male account, they force feed that shit to me. 
because that's the that is what cost what that's what Instagram makes its money off of. If you look at the people who are making a ton of money on Instagram, they're predominantly women. And then you look at what kind of content they create. It's predominantly Third sexualized, right? Sexualized at the end of the content. Fucking day. You can't even find it, it's 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 easier to find fitness channels, quote unquote, yep. that yep. are overly sexualized yep. than fitness, fitness channels, channel. right? Than fitness channels that are based on fitness. Like, why is it so important that a woman is constantly only working out her ass? Yep. You're yep. not I'm really into fitness. Always, always not, squats. Right. You're not you you only doing lunges, squats, and 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 dips and and st- uh, the the stair climbers. Like you're not you're not into fitness. You're into the appearance that fitness gives you. You into looking good in in the in the in the, in the way that you know is going to sexually attract men to come and look at your channel, to come look at your page, like your pictures, because. I, what is it? Kylie Jenner is like the the biggest um, Instagram as far as like money wise. She makes the most money off of Instagram, something like that, and she makes like thirteen million dollars, something crazy per post, like six million dollars per post. It's something crazy, and I'm like, people don't understand not only the reach and the influence that these apps have, but they don't understand the detriment that is doing to relationships, yep. the detriment yep. that is doing to not only a male psyche. And what he thinks is beautiful, it's like porn. If you watch porn all the time and then you go to make love to your girl and she's not screaming and, and doing all this extra shit like you see in the porn, you're not really going to be into it the same because you were expecting this false reality that ain't real. Like women don't, I mean, you know, women generally don't act like that during sex. It's not a porn scene. Literally, I mean, especially every time that you have sex. So guys build up these these immunities to natural, real lovemaking, and they kind of get this false reality that, oh, every time that I, I, I bend her over, like, she's going to squirt, and she's going to scream, and da-da-da-da. No, nigga, that's not how that works. But then you get on Instagram, and we see these women in these leggings, and they all bent over, and they, they, they even started building or making leggings now to accentuate your ass. Like, the crack of your yep, ass yes. and to lift yes. it, to make it purposely attract men. And I'm like, it's like the push-up bra. And I'm like, what? What? Yep. Okay, if you if you're yep. small, ch- ass, right? If you if you're small-chested, there's nothing wrong with you trying to, you know, boost your boost your confidence or your appearance because you you kind of insecure about your, your your size or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. The thing that I would say, me, I don't want my girl walking around with her titties all out. I don't want my girl walking around with her ass all out. Like you can't be my girl and dress like that. And and people, a lot of girls, they're like, you know, this whole Me Too movement and this whole feminist, this fake feminist, this uh, fake feminist movement. It's like women feel like it's like the slut walk. Women feel like, oh, men don't ever get shamed for being hoes, but women always get shamed for being hoes. Da, 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 da. Yeah, OK, that's true. There is some biases there, but that doesn't mean that it's right. Like, it doesn't make it right for a guy to be a hoe or for you to be a hoe. And if you if you if you want the kind of guy, like if you want the kind of guy that's going to like genuinely love you and take care of you and respect you and treat you like a queen and all this other stuff, generally gen- generally those aren't the kind of guys that are okay with their girl walking around dressed a certain Hell kind no. of way. Because we nope. we appreciate not only do we appreciate your body, but we respect and love it to the point where we don't want no other niggas seeing that shit. That's ours. Like, and, and I, some women don't like the idea that a guy. Saying, "Oh, I, that's mine." Like, 
you mine. But that wasn't the problem back in the in, in you know in in the eighties and the nineties. Women liked the fact that a man was possessive. Men liked the mm-hmm. fact that women were possessive. Now, yep. obviously, there's there's levels to that shit. Like you got to be, you can't go overboard and shit. But with that being said, everything has done changed so drastically that women are so comfortable now with their they're they're so overly comfortable, I should say, with their sexuality now that. What what it what it basically does is it's created this idea that men want women who are like that, and so women see this shit on Instagram, and in their mind they're like, "That's how I'm gonna get a man." I see mm-hmm. all the likes that she got; she's showing off her ass in these types. That's how I'm gonna get a man. I need to do the same thing, maybe not on Instagram, but in life, I need to walk around wearing this this outfit, walk around wearing these clothes, because th- unfortunately, the world is a copycat world. That's why there's mm-hmm. trends. We all copy each other, and there's trendsetters and copiers, and, and there's more sheep than there is shepherds. It's just how yep. it is. And so one girl sees it, another girl sees it, and then they say, no, you got a trend of women walking, because like the guy, the, 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 the French guy who created tights, he, had, he had, uh, had like this little article thing, and he talked about how he's disappointed in the way that tights are being worn now. Because Tights was never invented to be worn where you could see your ass. Tights were invented to be worn with tunics, those long, flowy shirts that look like dresses to kind of give like a, a more modern uh, approach to the, to, to the attire to style it up a little bit. But he was like, it was never meant to be worn as like, look at my ass. Pants. Right. As pants. I want to see you looking. Right. They're basically like stockings. In that sense, not like fucking a pair of jeans. It's like walking around and, in pantyhose. Right. Basically. And, and like, for instance, like me and my girl had this one incident. And my girl's like, my girl's like real she she's she's like I, I don't want to call her a feminist, but she's real big into like, you know, and, and like rightly so, you know, you can't tell me I can't do this. You can't tell me I can't do that. You can't da 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 da. And that's all good. But I always tell her, look, I'm not going to tell you what to wear and what not to wear. But if you put on something that I do not like, I'm going to ask you not to wear it. If you decide to then wear it, that's 100% fine. But then do not get mad at the way I react because you're wearing it. Because it is not above me to break up with you because of the way you dress. Because you are an extension of me. When we're out in public together, you are Mm -hmm. an extension of me. And if you are dressing inappropriate, then or if you're dressing inappropriate to me, then that's disrespectful to me. Like, why, why is it so important for other people to, to see your ass or other people to see your titties out? Like, why is that so important? If it, if it was something that was that important, you need to be single because uh, obviously you're craving that attention. You're craving those yep. eyes. And yep. I'm not enough for you in that sense. So if that's the case, you need to be single. So that's why, like, whenever I talk to my girl about certain things, like I don't, I don't do it because I'm just trying to be like, no, yeah, I'm the man. Da, 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 you ain't wearing it. No, it's because why would I, why would I want to walk around with you, and all these guys are sitting there staring at you, and I know how I am. So then I must start getting the attitude because I'm like, you're, you're basically encouraging more eyes upon you. Guys are gonna look at you whether you're walking around in a burka or a, a swimsuit. Regardless, guys yep. are gonna look at you. Yep. But that's not the point. The point is, is that. What are you doing to make it easier for them to see stuff? Like, there's a difference between you walking around in jeans and a t-shirt 
and you got a nice body and your ass is nice or whatever, whatever, and people looking. That's one thing. It's another thing where you walking around, you walking around in tights where they're hugging your ass and every step you take, your ass is just jiggling all over the place because you're wearing fucking skin tights. And then you getting upset. You're getting upset because guys are coming up to you and be like, hey, little mama, let me talk to you. Da, 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 da. Or they over there trying to holler at you like you a hoe. Or like you that kind of not, but you getting mad at these guys because guys are impressionable. We're gonna if if we the kind of nigga that 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 is gonna chase after a certain kind of girl, we know what they dress like. Generally speaking, like Dave Chappelle, I don't know if you remember this girl. Dave Chappelle had that joke um, where he was like, he walked up to this girl and she was wearing like this really skimpy outfit, and he was like, "Damn, girl, your ass is fat," and she was like, "Oh." Excuse me, sir. Just because I'm dressed like this does not Don't make me a whore. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, you know what? You right. Women, you right. And you know, as men, we understand that. We should do better to understand that. But y'all got to understand that we are men. And you may not be a hoe, but you sure wearing a hoe's uniform. He said, yep. and then he was like, and then he was like, he goes, put it in perspective. That's like me dressing up as a cop, walking around, and somebody snatches your purse, and you come running up to me, and officer, 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 this guy didn't stop my, you know, stole my purse, da, da, da. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Just because I'm dressed like this. And that shit was, <laughs> <laughs> and that shit was hilarious, because it's, it's the perfect analogy to sum up what guys think when they see certain girls dressed a certain kind of way. You are what you represent. Yep. Point blank period. You are what you represent. Yep. You are what you represent. And it's like, that's something that gets taken lightly this day and age. It's just like, if you want to walk around a house with tights on, you want to walk around a house with your ass out, you're in your own private place. Space. Like, don't about stuff like that. But yeah. don't be out in public wearing these itty bitty short shorts with your butt cheeks hanging out and get mad when the dude come up on me with some hey little mama. Because. Right. He feels you are self-degrading yourself. Right. He feels that you don't have that self-respect for yourself and that you advertising what you're showing. Because if you think right. about it, what you're showing is what you're advertising. Well, at the end of the day, whether saying, it's look at me. or if it's just, you know, on purpose, you are advertising your product. And yep. your product is your body. And yep. is your body your body or is your body your quote-unquote your temple? Because if your body is your temple, you would not be showing off your body in such a way that will allow them dudes to approach you because think about it this way. If a woman is in a suit, you really think an ordinary hood nigga going to approach her and try to get her number? No, he's not. Like, he's not, he he's, knows he's, what he's, he's more than likely about. not going to, he's more than likely not going to approach her on some hey little mama type shit. Exactly. Exactly. He's going to approach her on some hey, how you doing? But if you're walking around with a short shirt on, you got your belly button pierced, and you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you want to sort it off, that's cool. But then you have, like I said, some short shorts, your ass is hanging out, and you walk around with your homegirls, they're all doing the same thing. A nigga is going to see y'all as a group of hoes. Yeah. Point blank, period. Y'all are what He's we call calling you a hoe. He's seeing y'all as a group of hoes. He's seeing y'all as, yo, like, oh, I got this. Oh, I, I can approach her, get a number right off the spot. It's like, you are who you are. Same thing for a job interview. You're going for the job interview and you fucking sagging. 
you got your pants out, you give them across that representation that you don't give a fuck. Right. It just it, you don't it, care it, about it, your it parents. Just, yeah, you don't care about your parents. It's just one of those things. It's like you have to be conscious of things of that nature, and I feel like that's something that we deal with, man. It, it's it's it sucks. Like I'm I'm glad my boy's in love and everything, and he has to deal with the shit that I have to deal with on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis. Like every time I'm trying to seriously connect with someone. I get tossed some type of some type of bone that throws me a whole different direction, you know. And it's like, yep. and it's just life. Like you have to accept that and roll with it. Like it just it's just difficult in this damn age to to date. Like it's it's, it's right. much harder than it was for me nine eight years ago. Oh, bro! Oh my god, dude! Way different. Like as a thirty year old, granted, I ain't, I haven't lived a crazy amount of time uh, to really like. Uh, you know, playing in comparison like a 60-year-old, 70-year-old, but I've lived enough time to where I've been dating for a good amount of time. And mm-hmm. just just over the last 10 years, like, take, a, okay, so from 2000 and Jeez, I'd say from, two, from 2009 to about 2014-ish, that dating era was way different than it is now. Like it this was. Shit no, just now, five, five, six years ago. Yeah, this shit now is a different fucking beast, bro. It's a different beast. Like, it, it, it's it, it's no joke, bro. Like, gone are the days of quote unquote pulling the chick, getting her number, getting to know her, spending um adequate time with her, fulfilling time with her, going through the process, and then making something happen long term. Because the same way you're reaching out via in person, the same way you're reaching out in the club, the same way you're reaching out on Facebook, is the same way a fuckboy is sliding her DMs. Yep. And it's like, there is with a picture of a Camaro on his, going his on profile picture. Huh? I said with a picture of a Camaro in his profile picture. Yeah. And it's like, it's like the same way that back then it was kind of like, it was more of a confidence game to where you have to have confidence to walk into a woman in public and ask for her number. Ask for her name. Right nowadays, you can just follow a chick on Instagram with the push of a button, like a couple pictures, like a couple more pictures, keep liking pictures. She posts the Instagram story, you reply to it, next thing you know, you're in her DMs. Yep. And think about it, yep. it's just one dude. Imagine how many dudes are doing it. It's so hard to get a woman's attention nowadays. And one thing I noticed, I wouldn't say this, get back on the dating topic. One thing I noticed is that. It is. I have connected a lot more better with women who, with women who do not have an Instagram. That, really? that, that, that right there says a lot. That right there says a lot. Women who don't have an Instagram are the ones who I connected with the most or the ones who do have it. They are posting the most conservative pictures that they can post. They're not yep. sitting there posting jeans posting pictures with, and jeans with their ass pointed towards the camera. They're not sitting here... Right. They're not, they're not sitting here taking duck face selfies. They're not sitting here doing all of the shit that you see all the celebrity women doing. They're not right. doing this. And th- those are the ones who I still talk to to this day. Those are the ones who I'm still cool with. Those are the ones who are very consistent. It's always those chicks who are thirst trapping on Instagram or the ones who are so quick to talk to you. And that's thing you know they're gone. 
Yeah. And I think that's one of the so damn short. And I think that's one of the things too, like like you know, relationships aren't perfect. They're a work in progress. And like my relationship is the best relationship that I've ever had. But it's still a work in progress. We still got we still got a lot of growing to do and a lot of understanding to get to. Um and you know, there's situations where me and my girl would get into a, a argument like I'm a really, really conservative person, right? I am super confident. Like I am I, I, I am borderline cocky. I'm so confident. Um and one of the things that women always make a mistake on is that like me and my girl, we had a discussion one day because um her and some guy, some one of our, our male friends, um uh we were talking and we said something and then the male friend joked about something sexually and like i told her i don't like that like i don't hang out with people where we're sitting there joking about like you know sex and and talking about sex and different things like that i don't do that because i'm super conservative i'm a country boy from so like a super small town of about 200 people like that's just not how i was raised i wasn't raised in the city and even if i was i still wouldn't be like that because it's to me it's it's not something that you just walk around like you don't just you, you it's not something that you you just be openly talking about like that and i think one of the problems with this day and age is that everybody is so overly exposed to sex at a young age that they're desensitized to the importance of sex they're desensitized yep. to the importance yep. of the privacy of sex it's like people raised in like um other parts of the world like um like parts of Africa, parts of South America, like, like let's take uh, Salvador, El Salvador, for example. Like, these people are raised in environments, in some areas, they're raised in environments where it's so brutal, there's so much violence, that when you watch a video of them killing someone, and you see them unload five handguns, which is approximately maybe like 50, 60, 70 bullets into one guy's head, at point blank range, and they just keep fucking unloading the clip until the guy's head is just hamburger meat. Like we look at that as Americans, a lot of us we look at that and we're shocked at the the level of savagery. We're shocked at the level of the level of like, um, uh, like the comfort to kill that they have. Mm-hmm. And we look at the Mexican cartel, and we see they beheading bo- like people and leaving their body parts spread all around and. Like we're shocked at that stuff because we we're, we're not exposed to it as much. But then people don't just turn around and see it's the same thing with sex. Like we're we we live in such a sexually charged world, especially this nation, that you can't even fucking turn on your TV and watch a TV show on a a family friendly family friendly channel without there, there being. A lot of sexual references without there being women dressed a certain kind of way or guys acting a certain kind of way towards women or a commercial that comes on that's not pointed off of sex. Like there was an Eminem commercial the other day, uh, not an Eminem commercial, it was a, um, it was an ice cream commercial for an ice cream sandwich or ice cream bar. And it was basically like Reese's Pieces and uh, some kind of ice cream. And the guy goes, I wonder how this, this was made. And then he cuts to like this this little imaginary bubble image of like this 1970s porn scene with the with the boom 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 boom, boom, boom music and all that and the lighting and 
the 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 you know the scenery, and then you see a Reese's Pieces and an ice cream sandwich, like in the bed, and the ice cream sandwich is like about to make love to the fucking the Reese's Pieces, yep. and I'm like, damn, dog, like y'all can't even fucking y'all can't even leave like snacks alone, like we gotta have <laughs> snacks being sexually now charged now, like I can't even cut on a fucking TV channel, I mean TV show, and watch a, a, a commercial about a burger. Without it being someone with her tits out, rubbing all over a car with soap, and I'm like, what the fuck does 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 uh, I forgot that girl's name, but what the fuck does this girl in a bikini or in little Daisy Dukes washing a, a fucking car with a burger in her hand has to do with the fucking burger? Nothing at all. Nothing. Nothing. It's just useless, senseless. N- n- not like there's no point for that much sexual sexualized content. There's just no point for it. Like I remember, bro. It I remember it seemed like it's normal. I remember an eight-year-old kid. This was probably about two years ago. An eight-year-old kid when I used to work in retail. This eight-year-old kid was talking to one of his friends, and I overheard this little kid say, "Oh yeah, her pussy tasted like fish." And I'm like, and, and the kid had to be seven or eight, and I'm thinking to myself. Little nigga, what the fuck do you even know about pussy? Like you, <laughs> you talking like a grown ass man. You ain't never even busted a nut before. Like how? What do you talk like? Huh? Like what is your? Where is your parents at? What are your parents doing? And then it just goes back to the overly sexualized nature of just the world, bro. Like kids these days are raised in an environment where they have cell phones now. They can jump on any web browser and type in anything. And boop, porn that quick. Too, it's too accessible. Now you can get a game since the parents don't even pay attention no more. Like most yeah, parents, don't even know, search this right? But most parents don't even realize these days that every modern game console for like the last five years has a built-in web browser. Now you can get on the Xbox, the Wii, the PlayStation. You can get on any of those and open up the web browser and look at porn on that. But they think, but a lot of parents, they don't pay attention to that shit. All they see is that, oh, it's a game system. He's just going to have fun on it. But you, he's also exposed to, you know, sexualized content if he everybody wants to see it. With it. Right. It's, it's just so accessible now that it's comfortable for everybody. And I'm not, I'm not one of those niggas. Like, I don't, I don't partake in that thought process. Like, I will, the, one of the things that will make me leave my girl or break up with a girl the fastest is stuff dealing with um like being too sexually like overly overly sexualizing herself like one overly sexualizing herself two the way that she interacts with other males and then three um the lack of the lack of just sheer understanding that this is probably not appropriate anyway like I understand that sometimes, you know, you want to look cute and you think that looking cute means putting on a little mini skirt and some heels and getting your makeup and your hair all done and like going out. You think that's the idea of you looking cute. No, you're not looking. You're you. Who are you looking cute for? Because if that's what you think looking cute is for or looking cute is, you're not looking cute for me. You're looking cute for 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 attention that you're looking for other people or from other people and you make it and it makes you feel good that people are looking at you because you're thinking they're like, oh, she's so beautiful. Oh, da, 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 da. And yeah, some of them may be, but that, that same attention that you're getting is 
Oh damn! Like damn, positive yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ooh, positive shit, look at her. Negative. You know what I'm saying? Like, and as a nigga, I know how niggas think. And by nigga, I mean white boys, black boys, Asians, Mexicans. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, I know how guys think. They don't understand that. The same, the same way you dress someone out at the club, and I'm the type of dude that can approach you on some, some what they call real nigga shit, like some yo, like she's beautiful. I want to get a number so I can get to know her. It's the same way a nigga can see you in that same exact outfit. Yo, I finna pull her so I can fuck her. It's yep. two sides to every story. Yeah. And then That's they get fucked. perspectives to shit like that. And then they, they get fucked, and they get played, and then they feel like, oh, m- niggas ain't shit. I, I, hear, I used to hear women say shit all the fucking time. Oh, niggas ain't shit. And those That's were fine. the main ones chasing out the fuck boys. Yep. And you getting know knocked up, Getting you pregnant. Know. Getting pregnant up. You knew you want shit before you had sex with him. Yeah. You, you, you still knew you want shit. But you still did it because you wanted to chase after that image. Yep. That shit be killing me, dog. That shit and be then, fucking And then killing. be expecting us, the dudes who, who's the complete opposite of what the baby daddy is, to fill that void and take over that role for them. I'm like, right. Yo, you lost some points. I, I, I'm trying to think of what it said because I heard it from somebody. Like you, like you, you lost some points off of your potential, or based off of what you have to offer, because you chose to go that route. And a lot of women are learning lesson, bro. They do it once, they get knocked up twice by the same by the same type of dude. Yep. And it's like, when are you gonna learn? Then you get mad at us, good dudes, because we don't want to deal with it. We just know better, right? Because at the end of the day, we don't want to date you and your two or three baby daddies. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Is like a lot of women be like, "Oh, a guy don't you don't you know it's 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 fucked up that you don't want to date a woman that has kids." And people got to understand that you're not dating her, you dating her, those kids, and those niggas that got her pregnant. Like yep. it's a whole fucking process. It's a whole nother family involved, like or families involved. They got grandmothers. They got uncles and aunties. Like, there's another fucking level to that shit that people don't really understand. And it's like that's four or five it's families in between into one, in the into one. Right. And it's not like it's not like you're tainted because you have kids. You tainted. No, it's you're you, the way that you go about having these kids, right? The way that you go about having these kids, and then your audacity to sit there and basically talk bad about niggas. Because niggas, you know, da 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 ain't shit. Niggas don't want to take a chance or whatever. You can't fault niggas for that shit. Like, didn't you? And, it takes, what's the saying? It takes two to tango. Didn't you have a girl? Didn't you have a girl that was basically showing you one kid and then you found out something else about extras? Yeah. Yeah. But like, how did that happen? And I'm talking. Oh, I have a son. Oh, no big deal. It is what it is. Like, I can't handle that. And then the next thing you know, I just randomly find out you have a second child. And right. you didn't you didn't say you had a second child. You never told me you had a second child. You know, it's 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 like you do what you have to do to reel a nigga in. And then you reel me in, I go through the process. Finally you have a second child. Now I'm conflicted. Like do right, I? I'm trying to like you. Right do now. I? Do I? Do I question myself? Which I should have been in the first place. Do I question myself? Do I avoid being a fuckboy to you, 
quote unquote, because that's what I would be if I just randomly decide to cut you off? Or do I just like say fuck it and you know go you know what I'm saying? Just 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 try to see what's what's the best option come from. And it's like you can't that's not fair. It's just not fair at all for you to basically hide a child. Like you can't you can't hide a whole nother child because if you're really into a guy and you dating the guy and then you find out he has a woman at home, or you find out you're gonna end up being a side chick, or you find out he got two or three kids, you can feel right. you gonna, about it. Yeah, you're gonna be hot. Like my girl, my girl, or every girl pretty much that I've ever talked to have all, always asked me, Do you have any you have any kids you ain't told me about? And my girl, my girl for like the first I would say month and a half, two months. She would always say something like that. And she would joke about it. She would say a little joke. But she wasn't joking. She being serious. She was trying to really figure out, yeah. you know trying what I'm saying? Like, do yeah, do I have any kids? Because then that's something that she has to take in count uh take into us consideration mm-hmm. because that's a part of it's gonna be a part of her life too if we yeah. work out. Even yeah. if we're dating, that's still a part of her life as well. So it it's 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 the same way that girls look at that. And how they react to that possibility of a guy having a kid is the same way that women with kids should take into consideration when they're trying to talk to a dude. Is that, yeah, we, so we like, like, I wouldn't mind dating a girl who has a kid. I wouldn't mind dating a girl who has two kids. If, 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 if the connection is good and, you know, we can make something happen, then we can make something happen. Now, I'm not going to talk to a girl with two kids and she got different baby daddies and both baby daddies are, you know, in the kids' lives and all that. Nah, I'm not gonna fucking deal with that shit. Um, but if the girl has two kids and let's say the dad is not in their life at all, then I could deal with that. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight. Um, I'm not gonna get in between a mother and a father. Yep, and that's right. I'm not yep. right. I'm not gonna do that because I can't, I can't, I can't properly be dad to these kids when their dad is in their life. Now, yeah. I don't do that. I don't do the, when dad's trying to run a household that you live in. Right. And I don't do the I don't do the stepdad role. And the reason why is because as a stepdad, you have no authority. Your authority comes from the mother. Your authority is that station of your authority. Because at the end of the day, you being a stepdad means that that father is the one that sets the rules for that kid, which means that you're living under the house or under, under a roof of kids that you can't even raise. So there's no telling how they're turning out. There's no telling what kind of level of respect they have for themselves or for uh-huh. you. And you Especially can't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can't do nothing about it because you're stepdad. And I I will never be stepdad. Like, if a woman has kids, then I need to take on that role. Those are my dad. kids, yeah. Right. Those are my babies. And it's 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 just it's just crazy, bro. How just women are like that. Like I'm gonna say, women. Some women are like that in general to the point to where it's like they just expect that for you to just take them how they are. And these be the same chicks that I get on Instagram. Two and three kids, all different baby daddies. Be the main one. Be the main one every time Valentine's come around the corner. Every time Father's Day come around the corner, they posting that post that niggas ain't shit. You had two or three kids, three different baby daddies, and. You haven't realized that you're the problem? Right. You ain't realize the that the way that you, it's way not that you the amount move of kids is the problem? Have, it's the mentality that you have with the amount of kids that you have. 
Right. And it, people, it's like, everybody makes mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's about how you learn from those mistakes and then apply that to your life. And then this day and age, to me, it's one thing to look at people of our, our mother generation and say that because that's different. The difference is, is that, like you said, women were more, women's options were different because they couldn't really get a job that paid the same as a man. They nope. couldn't really have the same opportunities. So in today's day and age, women have so many more opportunities to grow, which is so amazing. And I think that it's kind of, I think it's kind of making this, and I, I'm not going to say that thing because I know, it's making this environment where women are getting empowered in the wrong way. They're getting yep. empowered. They're yep. getting empowered to try and, and think like a man or act like a man. And what women don't realize is there's a reason why. There, nope, there's a reason why you operate on t- uh, estrogen and I operate on testosterone. Even though we both have both hormones, there's a reason why you predominantly operate on estrogen and I predominantly operate on testosterone because it completely changes everything about us. It completely changes our mindset. It completely changes our ability to, to handle stress. It completely changes our ability to be able to handle physical activities. It changes all of that because it's just hormones and people are so quick to believe in hormone imbalances and da 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 and bipolar and da 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 but they're so quick to deny the fact that women and men are not created equal. I believe that I believe that women are smarter than men. I believe that women are stronger than men and can handle not not stronger as far as physically, but they're able to handle pain way better than a man can. I think that women are able to think quicker on their feet in a tough situation um, than men can. Now, I will say this. I will say that um, even though women are, 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 are tougher, that doesn't mean that I feel like women should be on the front lines in a war. Because you're not going to, like, generally speaking, women are not going to handle that level of emotional, like, stress. Emotional trauma. That's what it is. Right. Because it's like, it's, it's, it's a different type of stress. It's a different type of like emotion that goes into it, and estrogen, and no matter how women want to try to argue it, you can look at any scientific like scientific research. Estrogen makes women or makes people more sensitive. It makes them more caring. It helps give you what we call that mother, um, that motherly um, feeling, that motherly approach to things. And like when you look at, for a prime example, most women, when they see a picture of a newborn or they see a newborn that one of their friends just had, and they see it, and they're just like, oh, my God, it's so cute. You know, my ovaries hurt. I want one. And the way that they act like that, then you look at how a male acts. We see a baby, and we're like, oh, yeah, the baby's cute. And in in the back of our mind, no matter what a nigga tell you, I can guarantee you most niggas is like, that baby ugly as shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we'll sit there and say, oh, that baby is so cute. But that baby, to us, we're like, that baby ugly as shit. Like the baby looked like a, a bag of like rolls that was left out in the sun. Like that's that's how we we think we think because we don't have that that motherly approach, and that's not all of us, but most of us. We don't have that that estrogen flowing through us to be like, okay, this is the time for you to be sensitive. This is something yep. cute. We don't have that. We're we're testosterone driven human beings who look at everything in a different perspective than women do, and. I believe that women should be paid the same as men. 
I believe that women should have the same equal opportunities in the workspace as men. I feel like a woman shouldn't be told, no, she can't do something. But I feel like we need to be honest with ourselves. And this is part of the reason why this generation of men are so sensitive is because we're trying to make men so much more like women and women so much more like men that we're losing our identities and our roles as men and women. And I think that that's part of the problem with, with guys where it's like a guy will sit there and, and, and shoot and kill a dude. A guy will sit there and shoot and kill a dude for disrespecting him. And that, that, that's him being overly sensitive. And then that testosterone or, or that, yeah, that testosterone flowing through him is like, oh, I got I to gotta, I gotta protect my pride. Yep. But the reason why he even feels like that in the first place is because he's so fucking sensitive. He's so concerned about what everyone thinks about him that he feels like if he lets that shit slide, then everybody's gonna think he's a bitch. And then that's why people get killed. Like, look at Nipsey Hussle, RIP, you know, my man. Like, look at Nipsey Hussle. The bitch that killed him, this guy killed him because Nipsey and everybody was calling him a snitch. And, and Nipsey basically didn't want him in his shopping in his stores and shit. And that hurt his feelings. A nigga's not going to say that hurt my feelings. A nigga's going to say, I didn't want to be disrespected. I had to handle that. But no, nigga, that hurt your feelings. But men aren't conditioned to, to talk about our emotions. We're not conditioned to talk about our feelings, especially black men. Like, we've been conditioned to hold everything in and, and, and act tough because if we act weak for one second, then we're a pussy. If we act yep. weak for one second, then we're we not strong. We're not a man. Like, that's how we've been conditioned to be. And so... Now with this push to sensitize men, that's why you get these guys as weird as fuck because you get these guys who, who, who are genuinely gangbanging. Like, niggas who are out here really gangbanging, but they're wearing skinny jeans and, and women's blouses and shit. They're out here with, 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 with nose rings and with nose rings and their cartilages pierced and shit. And I'm like, what, what, at what point was a gangster worried about all of that? Like, at what point was a gangster running around here in skinny jeans? Like, or listening to rappers that wear dresses and, and call other dudes babies. Fucking proper her. Right. I'm like, what, <laughs> what, what, when, when did this switch happen? And it's them overly womanizing and sensitizing black men. Like, black men are, are the ones that attack the most with trying to make themselves or people trying to make them like more approachable and more sensitive and all this other shit. And I'm like, people being scared of us, people being scared of us and, and oh, it's a scary dark skinned black guy. People feeling like that is their own hangup because there's more school shooters that are white. There's more serial killers that are white. Like, yeah, black people, we have our issues with gang violence and robbing and, and, and shit like that. But Every race robs and, and, and gangbangs and do all that shit. Mm-hmm. But when's the last time you saw a black school shooter? When's the last time you saw a black serial killer? Like, yeah, we, we have our problems, but so does other people. So does other races. It's not, it's not one's not better than the other. I saw a documentary. People, uh, well, not documentary, a stat where it said something like cops have killed cops have killed a thousand percent more people um, than the flu has or something. Not, not, not the flu Well, something, some stat and I have to, Oh, well, you know, I have it on my phone. Um, one second. 
Uh, here it goes. Okay. The U.S. police have killed over 1,200% more citizens than mass shooters since 2015. You think about that for a second. Since 2015, police have gunned down more people than mass shooters have. That's a fucking insane stat. And when you think about that stat, you also got to think about it like this. Who are they generally killing? Us. Niggas. Right. Right. Young black males. So that stat means that police in 2015 have been killing more black males than mass shooters have killed people. If we're just going to be honest about it. Which is fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. But that goes to being desensitized to shit. Like, when Trayvon Martin was killed, even though it wasn't a cop, when Trayvon Martin was killed, we saw how the justice system failed us. Like, you had a male who was told by authorities to stop pursuing this kid, stop chasing him. He chased this kid, and then it ended up with this kid getting shot and killed. When this kid, all he did was just walk to the corner store to get his brother or the store to get his brother some um, Skittles and a, and a tea. And I'm like, and then he lost his life because this guy didn't listen to authority. But let one of us be in that situation that didn't listen to authority and someone, a white kid ended up killed. They would fucking, especially in Florida, mm-hmm. as many black people as they put on, the death, on death row in Florida, Dang. that nigga would have been fucking electrocuted Dang. the next day. Listen. Right. But they let this nigga, not only did he not, did he get off, not only did he get off, and, and the police department, that local police department had already said that they didn't accept him into the academy because he showed an aggressive bias towards one race or towards certain races. That's why he didn't make it in the police academy. And when you look at that, all of that shit, on, and, and then the dispatcher telling him to stop pursuing, and then the kid's still in the bed because he still pursued, and then on top of that, the justice system was like, nope, stand your ground. Nigga, how was that standing your ground when you chased him? And I think that that's part of the thing is that people are so desensitized to, 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 to all the shit that goes on around us that we don't really focus on the shit that really matters. We focus on what the Kim Kardashians of the world are doing. We don't focus on the, the, the real issues. Like, mm-hmm. everybody's tripping out over this coronavirus, as they, you know, as they should. I'm not going to say that they shouldn't be concerned about it. But why is no one concerned about, you know, the level of smut that's on Instagram or Twitter? Like, why is no one concerned about what that, that's doing to young people's minds or people of our generation's mind and our expectations in life? Like, there's so many articles and scientific, uh, scientific research is done on the effects of porn to the brain. But even with all this research, people don't understand that overly sexualized stuff is is like going to be our fault. It's going to be our detriment. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a question, Daryl. Are you uh, are you currently talking to anybody? Yeah. Okay. Can you share any details? How's that going? The thing with me is this: it's like so with her, it's. Great conversation. We had an incredible first date. Um, the date matched the potential that was built up via getting to know each other. And I feel like from there, it's just kind of like at a stalemate. And it just makes mm-hmm. me wonder, like, like, 
these like this day and age, like what is it about dating that is so much harder than like I was talking about earlier, like seven years ago? And I'm starting to doubt, not myself, but doubt what I'm doing, you know? And it's like it's just just one of those things, it's just dating is just so much. It's like a competition. It's like you competing with a guy that you know is there, but you don't necessarily know he's there. Right. And which was completely normal. But at the end of the day, it's just like, it's like if you are not willing to try to figure out who I am, try to figure out what can I offer you, it's like, what's the point of going through with this? And for me, it's like fighting that cycle of being in a relationship, Dating with a dating with a serious intent to be with somebody, or remaining single, and it's like I'll be damned the day that I choose to remain single, put my head down, focus on myself, be where I want to be, and then I get looked at like, oh, you too good enough for me. I mean, I mean, you too good for me. I ain't good enough for you, you know. And it's just like I feel like that. That's the path that I mean, I'm going there, you know, and. If that's the case, then so be it. But I just feel like these days, like this damn age, that that's just where we are right now. It's just like, unless you find that person, I honestly feel like if you don't find a person for you, while you're in your late 20s or mid-20s, it's going to be di- very difficult to find somebody in your 30s. Very difficult. Yeah. Like I said, with her, I mean, it could be better. It's not too bad. Is is though I feel like the potential was there, of course, because I wouldn't be putting myself in this position if I didn't feel like the potential was there. But at the end of the day, it's just like that's only so long that I can go being in like too much gray area. Like it's cool being in the gray area for a certain amount of time, but there's a time and place for either getting out the gray area or just completely just, you know, calling it quits. And I feel like only time will tell with this situation. Yeah. But we'll I mean, say feel... this, like, dating nowadays, I can't be myself. Like, five, six, seven years ago. I can't, I can't just be this type of dude where it's like, yo, this is what I have to offer. Do you want it or do you don't want it? It's like, that approach that I used to give at 20, 21, 22, 23 is irrelevant in this day and age because it's like, it don't matter what you show a woman if she don't want it, which is, which is perfectly fine. She don't want it. She don't want it. She don't need it. But at the end of the day, it's just like, I feel like as, as, as good males and then follow that woman, you still kind of see what she's doing after you cut her off and you kind of see the next dude she get with. You can put two, two together and realize that your effort was in vain the whole time. And right. it's like, I can accept it's much easier for me to sell missing out on a great woman who ended up being with a great man who ended up having her, her child who ended up marrying her. It's a lot easier for me to accept that than realize that I'm really giving my all. I'm really giving my effort to really be with somebody. And then she ended up with a fuck boy and she ended up with a dude that you can just look at and know she went with him because of his status. I'm just like, when are y'all going to fucking learn? Like, when are you going to learn that? Clout chasing would get you nowhere. Right. And this you know, it's just one of those things. I think it's I think it's really just the sad reality, bro. Like like I'm 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 like a lot, bro. Like, I'm so grateful for my girl. 
And like, like I said, even with the issues that we, the small issues that we may have, like I'm so grateful that that rat race of trying to find somebody and getting, you know, what I mean, getting to know people and like, like, bro, like you know, you can't imagine. And that's the same for women. Like, you meet a guy or you meet a girl, and then y'all go on a date. Communication's good, and then all of a sudden, communication's just fucking gone. Or you start mm-hmm. noticing that difference in the level of communication. And then you start wondering, okay, well, did I do something? Or did I say something? Or da 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 da. No, you didn't do anything. These people, people, people someone else grabbed their attention, period, point mm-hmm. blank. And the problem, with, the problem with the accessibility of people in this generation is that what that basically means is like, you heard their song, I think it's by K. Michelle, I'm not sure. But it's like, I keep them satisfied on the weekends. Like, you can have him Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Mons, or something like that. And yep. I, I don't know how the song go, but that song that came out maybe like three years ago, that song that is, is so prevalent, is, relevant to today. Right, it sums up how people you have chicks like that view that like view relationships in in, in fucking twenty twenty, man. Like, how is that appropriate? How how is it that something like that is on the radio? How is that a thing that? Oh yeah. This song is so dope. Like she's talking about being a hoe. Basically. Like what you you you? Since when did women be so become so comfortable with sharing a nigga? Like I don't understand when this flip happened. Like I, I, it's just mind boggling to me. The but, thing I look at, and I can't really blame them. From my personal experience, but this is my personal experience. The greatest women that I ever connected with. Father was still married to their mom. Point blank, period. Like those were some of the greatest. Like, like I said, connected with. It don't have to be a relationship. It don't have to be like together. I'm talking about just to the point to where we was able to like grow together at a certain level. Like I said, even towards friendship. Right. A lot of the women that's in my life to this day that I probably saw myself dating, and I realized that yo, we not meant to be together, but this person is cool. They are a lot more mature. There's a lot more maturity between women who mother and father are still together. And a lot of the women that I had issues with, even recently, a lot of women that I dated recently, their fathers was not in their life. And it's like they don't. That's real shit. They look at the mom and their mom lifestyle. They probably grew up in the type of environment where the mama had a different nigga around every every couple months. And it's like they tend to follow that path. Yep. And so I can't blame them. That's their norm. But at the end of the day, if you're approaching 30, you 26, 27, 28, they ain't no fucking excuse no more. Right. And then on top of that, and on top of that, it doesn't matter your age. There's never an excuse to behave like that. Like, my my, my thing is, if you want to, everybody has their own prerogative. If you want to run around here and, and, you want to be a dude that's a hoe. You want to be a girl that's a hoe. That's your, that's up to you. It's your business. That's cool. But there's a Pick difference. Pick that lane between, and drive in it. Yeah, stay in that lane. But there's a difference between the ones who pretend like they're not. And then you get into your this relationship. Kid. Right. You get into this proverbial relationship with them. And the next thing you know, it's nowhere near what you thought it was. Mm-hmm. And so... You're sitting there looking stupid because you're like, whoa, whoa, what just happened? Where did that turn happen at? You know what I'm saying? Like, we was going down the road straight, and then all of a sudden, I look back, and, you know, I'm in the car by myself, and she's nowhere to be seen. 
Like it's one of those things where it's like that's part of the problem, bro. It's like I agree. People who don't have both parents in their household do struggle with with intimacy and connecting um, on a level that people who who grew up with their mom and their dad that they they don't really have as much. But some, you mm-hmm. know, and it's exceptions to the rule and whatnot. But um, like I didn't grow up technically with my dad in the household in my whole life, at least. Um, but you know, I, I did have my stepdad around um, for a while. But either way, like. I was still able to be cognizant of my, my surroundings and life and things that was going on and how to treat people. I would never use that as a crutch. And I understand yeah. that that is, that is a, like a, a unfortunate reality for a lot of women and men, but like you can overcome that shit. You know, right from wrong It's built in us as humans to know right from wrong. So you know how you're treating someone is improper. You know the way you're going about it is improper. It's the fact that they choose to then say fuck it and still do what they're doing because of selfish reasons, and 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 like a like a everybody is but themselves, right? Like a purposely created ignorance, like and then they and then they just feel like okay, well everything's cool. This is the way that it is, and and then you know why it's like this? It's because oh, I didn't have a father growing up. No, you can be better and do better than your parents. It's all a choice. Yep. It's all a choice. At the end of the day. And it's like, like, like I said, for me, like, it's just, this, this is like the weirdest phase of being single I've ever been a part of. And it's like, because it's so difficult these days to find somebody who's really trying to get in a relationship. Like, these, like, I just feel like women in general these days just don't, they don't want that. It's like, they know when they want it and they don't want it right now. It's like, too many people are driven towards short-term relationships. Like, the next one to be the last. Like, their mentality is dating in phases. It's like, I don't want to date in phases. Like, there was a point in my time, there was a point in time in my life, shit, a couple months ago, dating in phases would have been cool with me basically short-term dating, like just dating someone just to be with somebody until you get to where you want to be at. And it's like, I'm like, that's not cool. Like, I want to date someone, commit to somebody, grow together, build something, and then whichever one of us die first, that's how I want it to stop. Like, and it's like, in this day and age, it's too many people dating through phases. Like, my previous relationship was dating through a phase. Like I said, it was just like, you grow together, you develop in a bond, and then someone decides to deviate from that path, which is completely fine. You can deviate from that path. The question is whether or not you want me to join you. And if you don't want me to join you, tell me that shit. Right. Don't Have that deviate. conversation. Don't just deviate and be like, oh, you know, I need you to catch up. Like, right. that's not the way it works. Like, if you're going to deviate for your own personal growth, we need to grow together. Like, I need to be on that track with you so that I can grow through the bullshit with you. That way, when you're down, I can be up. And right. when you up, when I'm down, we can work on shit together. And it's just like, people these days, they start off on a certain level, and then they go different directions, and they don't know how to go different directions together. There is a such thing as going different directions together, because I can go in one way. You can be going one way. 
But at the end of the day, if our roads cross one another, we're fine. And it's like, that's the issue with a lot of like relationships. A lot of women these days is that they want to do what they want to do, how they want to do it. But you can't do that if you don't do it with somebody else, if you don't do it together. Right. And you can't like, do that and still claim to want a relationship. Yeah. yeah. It's like, if you want us to work, you have to be willing to go together. You have to be able to make those sacrifices. Like, I can't be the main one that's doing everything. I can be the main one making sure you're all right because when I need to lean on you, oh, you a burden. Oh, like, it's too much. Like, you're you, you, you leaning on me too hard. It's like, that should not be your mentality because, if I mean, if it is, it is what it is. It's time for me to go. But mm-hmm. it's like, you have to be willing to grow with somebody because at the end of the day, your mentality is only your face. Like, once you get past that level, you're going to look back and be like, damn, like, this nigga was really down for me. This yep. dude did SYZ for me. Like, this dude would pause his whole life yep. when I was feeling down to be there for me. And it was just like, and then you started chasing, you clout chasing, you chasing after these dudes. You chasing after all of these niggas who don't give a fuck about you deep down inside. They don't give a fuck about you. Yep. They doing just enough to get in your draw. The they doing just enough to fuck you. They doing just enough to spend an ample amount of time with you to have sex with you. And, and girls don't realize that niggas like us, we we know this shit. We know the game. We like, we not only are we dudes and know the game, but we guys, women, women who think that they know that the they game, control, that they got the shit in control and they know the game, they're sadly mistaken. When it comes to this shit, yes, you got women out there that know how to to be a player. But mm-hmm. there is a reason. There is a reason why men are so good at it. There's yeah. a reason why. There's a reason why we are naturally good at women it. Over, it's natural. Right. When men fuck women over so easily, it's because men are naturally so good at it. And it's one of those things that women don't realize that, like, yeah, you you meet a guy and, and you attracted to him for the wrong reasons, or for whatever reason it is. And then he show you his true self, but it's too late because you done gave him what he wanted. Like you already invested, right? You done gave him what he wanted. You done gave him like one of the most treasurable things that you have. Like, you done fucked him, and now he's like it's your pussy, yeah, right. Pussy. And then he got it. And then he got it. He's on to the next one, and then you're sitting there looking like, and then and then you get upset when you when you find out that he's talking to other girls or whatever, and then you, you just, throw it right back on. Following that cycle. Right. Instead of moving on, you throw it right back on. Try yep. to get his attention. That's what he wants. He wa- he wants you to fight for his attention. Because the only way, because like he will purposely ignore your ass, purposely not reach out, purposely not try to hit you up. But then it was one o'clock in the morning, you ain't no dick appointment. And you throw right. it his way. What are you gonna do? He's gonna answer. And keep you in the loop. It's like uh-huh. you have to understand that, like, we just operate different. Like, we know how to let you think you're in control when the whole time you're not. That's what we're good yep. at. And I know some women who are players. Trust me, they're good. Some of them are good at it, but you'll never fully understand the game. It's just, it's just different. Like, men were born to hunt. Mm-hmm. Testosterone makes us hunters. Our bodies, our DNA, 
our muscle structure, everything about us, mentally and physically, we are hunters. That's just what it is. And because of that, men know how to fucking hunt. Women are the prey. We mm-hmm. know how to hunt. We know how to keep that conversation so thin to the point to where we still get what we want. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. It's it's like they don't understand. Like we don't have to put in the, the effort of a nigga. Like we, we we are willing to keep that line attached for nine months. If it takes nine months to get in your guts, we would do the bare minimum to keep that line attached. Yep. To give it your ass. The bare minimum. Eventually you're gonna cave in. Eventually you're gonna be shit. I might as well go and get this nigga to get this nigga to pussy. Like that's just how that's just how like we know how to keep you at bay. With an arm's reach and respect that to you whenever we want to. Yep. Because we know that y'all are seekers. Like we are like we supposed to be seeking, but this day and age, bro, women, like women are seekers. Women will do whatever it takes to make sure a dude notice them. Yep. We would deny on purpose, knowing <clears throat> damn well that we want your ass. Yeah, we'll play that role. We'll play that role. And, and and again, some women they they pick up on it. They know the game, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's just not it's not the same. And this falls back onto the men and women roles, and like the the fact that women just feel like because they want to be so strong that they feel like understanding that there's a a a, a role for each gender makes them weak. Like, no, it doesn't make you weak to understand that men have their role, women have their role. It doesn't mean that your role is being barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. No, your role could be the CEO of a company, the the, the entrepreneur who starts her own multi-billion dollar company. And then you come care. home, you come home, the kids in the bed, the kids are hey, the the dish is taken care of, the laundry is right. Like, right. It doesn't mean that you're submissive. Like mm-hmm. in the ways that the ways that it was in the nineteen twenties and whatnot. No, you are. I don't mind being a nigga. I don't mind being. I don't mind being, being, being the family man to where my wife was out there getting it, and I'm sitting there making sure the house is under control. I don't mind that shit. You just gotta make sure. You know what I'm saying? I gotta make sure that that you worth it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's see what's a partnership. It's it's not no it's not no in this day and age. Like we understand that, like, I don't have the mentality of probably my dad and my grandfather had to where you stay home, take care of the kids, and I'm out here grinding making it happen. Like, no, if we both grind and making it happen, we both can like make a better life. Intact. Yeah, like, 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 we both can take care of the family. Like, we all have roles for weeding. Like, it ain't about who making more money. It ain't about who has the better title. It's about us coming together as one and making this shit happen. Unit. Yeah, yep. making this shit happen. Because yep. who knows? I'm about to lose my job. I'm about to depend on your ass. You might right. use it yours. Happens. You have to depend on my ass. It happens. It's life. There was a, I forgot where I heard this from. There was a motivational speaker. And he was talking about relationships and the aspect of a business. Because relationships are business. It is a transaction. There's give and take all the time. And in order for, yeah, 
And in order for that business to work smoothly, there has to be transactions. There has to be yep. the understanding that I have to give something to get to something. receive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it no made perfect sense. It made perfect sense because no matter what the gender is, a relationship is the essential business. Like it's the first business. And when you look at it that way, it, it kind of opens up your eyes a little bit. Like, yeah, sometimes you go bankrupt. But it's not the fact that you went bankrupt. It's how you bounce back from that bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. How you fight for your relationship. How you keep things going. Because, yeah, y'all had an argument. Something happened. And y'all not really happy with each other right now. But y'all don't give up. You keep fighting for that relationship. You keep fighting for what you want, what you what you need out of life. And your partnership and your business, making sure that that business does not crumble and you can flip that bankruptcy around and make it another very profitable, uh, well oiled machine. And that's how you gotta look at a relationship. People are so quick to just, you know, give up over the stupidest shit. And I understand if you, I understand if you can't stand a relationship because of something morally, because at the end of the day, you can't change, you can't. Trying to trying to force yourself to be with someone, whether you love them or not, who does not have the same morals as you, will always end bad. Because yep. you're always going to be fighting with them on what you want morally done and what you feel is acceptable morally. And then their morals morals is on a completely different level. So you're always going to have this 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 imbalance. And I think that that's one of the problems too is that like you got to be able to look, sometimes you got to look at a relationship and say this isn't healthy. This isn't working. And step back. I mean sometimes fighting for a relationship is the worst thing you can do because some people are just in your life for a season and sometimes you choose the wrong person to to choose to settle down with to, to spend yeah, the rest of your life true. with. And that's just a fact You're of life. Like, right. Right. That's just the fact of life. Like sometimes we fight so hard to keep relationships, whether it's a, a partner or a friend. And in, in the long term, that person is just hurting us. Like it's just bad for our, our not only our, our our mental health, but our physical health as well. Mm-hmm. So they're like to bring this to an end. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm just being quiet. No, no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to board this. Okay. So, keep into the theme with, with black women and trying to date black women in 2020. Would you say that your experiences recently have jaded you to the point where you're currently or you soon won't be interested in trying to connect with the black woman? Definitely. This like the current woman I'm dating right now, or talking to. I could, I guess you could say dating since we officially been on a date, and if we called it a date, um, she would be the last one. And it's like the reason why I said it because, in between being single and trying to like even converse with other women, I noticed that, in my experience, black women tend to deviate from what's working. They tend to deviate from the chemistry. They tend to deviate from trusting the process to where 
the white women that I talked to, the white women I dated, they're just so open. They're so straightforward. It's like, what can you offer me? And once you show them, not just tell them, once you show them what you can offer, they're all game for it. Right. And then they just, they just spread their wings and allow you to come in to where black women, black women will find any, they put you through so many loops. They put you through so many tests. They put you through so many like processes to the point to where it, it can become overbearing. It's like, I know I'm a good dude. Like, why are you doing this shit to me? When I'm knowing right. that you're probably talking to a fuck boy who ain't giving you no, he, he ain't giving you no attention of mine. And you let him get close to fucking. And it's like, it's like, so from that perspective, this, like I said, this will be the best black woman that I specifically try to seek out and try to make something happen. I'm not saying I'm going to piss to be done from black women. What I'm saying is I'm going to be done seeking them. That is a big difference. If one comes right. to me, if one shows me that, hey, she's worth my time, she's worth my energy, she's worth my effort, I'm not going to be stupid and say no. But what right. I'm saying is I am. I have been purposely trying to seek out black, beautiful women to spend my time with, share my energy with. And to me, I feel it's been giving me nothing. It's been giving me nothing. So, like I said, like, hey, this is the last one I'm seeking. I'm done huh? trying to make something happen when it's nothing to happen in the first place. Nothing meant to happen. Right. It's just one of those things. It's just like you just have to, you have to acknowledge that, accept the fact that's what it is. Like maybe, like maybe it's the age range. Like the age range I'm dating. Like I'm dating a lot of women that's in between twenty six, twenty nine, or talking to women that's in between twenty six and twenty nine. It's kind of like maybe they're at a point in their life too where they conflicted about what they want. They don't trust themselves to trust somebody else, which is completely fine. But if you know that, you understand that. One thing about me, I'm very transparent. From the very beginning, I lay out my expectations. I lay out, this is what I want. This is where I want to be. If me and you go S, Y, and Z level, this is what I expect. I lay all this shit out. Don't let me lay it out. You claim, quote unquote, like I said, once again, you claim you're down with it. But then once I fulfill like everything that I tell you, crossing them T's out. Once I start going down that path that I told you I'm going down, don't shut that shit off. You shut that shit off, we're done. And it's like, I feel like black women have a habit to doubt more so than trust what a guy has to offer. And it's cool. You have your reasons. But don't get mad at me when I take a step back and going about my damn, going about my, uh, about my damn business. Yeah. It just is what it is. So yeah, I definitely like this will be the current one I'm dating now. This will be the last time I put myself out there. I said that to two black women ago. And yeah, here I am doing it again. <laughs> but this is the absolute last time I will put myself in after in that position where here's who I am. This is what I have to offer. This is what I want. And this is what I expect. Do you want it or do you don't want it? If you do want it, let's date. Let's figure out if we're meant to be. Let's figure out what we can give one another. If you don't want it, be honest with me. Be upfront and let me know. I'm not cool with that. Yeah, sure, that's where I'm at. 
ain't like I'm just going with the flow. I go with the flow after I lay down the laws. After I lay down my expectations, then I go with the flow. It, it's not like I'm going with the flow from the beginning and trying to figure out if I fuck it, I fuck it. If I don't, I don't. That's not my mentality. My mentality is this is what I want. Whatever you give me, I'm going to roll with that shit. I'm going to trust it. Like, I, I'm not going to judge you if you catch feelings too, like, too quickly and we have sex. What I am going to judge you is, because I've been in a situation in January, one of the chick I was dating, even talking to before we even went on a date. We had sex before we even went on a date. It's like, this is where I would judge you. If we are clicking, if we are vibing, and we have sets off of those same vibes and clicking that we was doing, and then you start acting funny, at that point, it's fuck you. Because you don't trust me enough to where we can have sets and continue bending on what we got. That's where the issue lies. And you're not finna victim shame me and say it's my fault. Because what we did is what we not. And it's like, right. so whatever happens, happens. Like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna put both foot in. And if we happen to go down this path mutually, we go down our path together. Don't backtrack after something happened. And you start questioning yourself. You questioning yourself. You're not questioning me. You're questioning you. If you don't talk to me about it, I don't know what's going on. So if I back off, don't get mad at me. Get mad at yourself. That's the way I see it. Yep. It's just true. It's 100%. No, it, it is what it is. 100%. And that's why. Don't and that's understand why. When it comes to those good dudes, they dictate, they dictate the path that we're going. I understand that men are supposed to take control, but at the end of the day, we take control once to get to a certain step in the relationship. Once you get to a certain step in dating, we take control. If we don't know you, there's nothing to control of. It's just not because we're still trying to figure you out. And right. women don't understand this shit. They just want a guy to like grab her, bring on this side of the road, put in the passenger seat, and take off in the HOV lane. It doesn't always work that way. Like we have to meet somewhere. I can't be in the fast lane and you in the exit lane. I can't be in the fast lane and you in the middle lane. It's like we have to be on that same path. Like we on that same path. If one of us deviate, the other one has to follow, grab you, and bring you back on track. If that's not what's happening, then we just not meant to be. So don't get mad at me when we deviate, go different directions after you didn't gave up the ass. Like I didn't ask for it. That's one of the things that that I'm proud of myself about. I do not make that first move when it comes to any sexual encounters. I always get it up to the woman because at the end of the day, you cannot blame me for doing something that you wanted to do. That's the way I see it. That's what helped me sleep at night because I'm not finna use you. I'm not finna do what I gotta do just to drop your drops. Cause at the end of the day, karma gonna come back on my ass. And it's like, like if 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 I if if I'm investing into you, I'm investing into you. When you decide to have those sexual encounters, when you decide that you like me enough to give it to me, I'm going to take it, of course, but I'm not going to take it and run with it. I'm going to try to take it and stay. It's how you react to it that determines whether or not to run away and stay with you. They don't understand it. That's the key. Yeah, that's the key. Women have more power than they realize. That's, and that's, they realize. And that's And that's the problem. Is that what's that, what's that one that song? Pussy to, is power. Power in the pussy. That's real yeah, shit. Yeah, like women. Women feel like in order to be powerful, that they have to they have to 
somehow to what a man won't. Well, not only that, but they have to like, like, show the world that they're stronger than men. Or and I'm like, when it's not necessary. y'all don't have to. Yeah, y'all don't. Yeah, that's because y'all feel like y'all are powerless. We respect you the don't shit out understand. Of y'all, as long as y'all respect y'all's fucking self. Right. You don't like you you act like that because you don't understand. You don't you don't really understand yourself. And you don't really understand that that's not how it works. Like a guy women think that guys give a fuck about whether or not they think that they're strong. Guys don't give a fuck about whether a girl feels like it. she's strong. No big thing about it. A woman's status is irrelevant to a nigga. It's it, it makes no it makes no Completely, difference to you guys. You can be a lawyer making a hundred thirty thousand dollars a year. If I can see myself being with you, if I don't like your personality, I don't care how much money you got in the bank. I don't care what kind of car you drive. You can right. work at McDonald's. You can you can work. You can literally. They don't understand. Like there's a big difference, and it gets on the play. If a dude work at McDonald's, what is his chances of dating somebody? That's making fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year, one percent, bro. If even that, if yeah. if a man can look at you and see that you a great woman, see that you somebody he can build something with, you can be flipping burgers. We would not judge how much money you make. We would not judge what kind of lifestyle you're living. We would not judge what are you current doing based off the future. Well, women just have this; they cannot, they would never, ever, ever, ever. They the guy who's battling cars over the guy who's making sixty, seven, eighty thousand dollars a year. That's just like they just don't they don't see they don't see potential the way we see it. They see right, potential the with a price range. We don't see potential with a price range. We see potential with loyalty. And that's just how it is. That's just how it is, point blank period. It's like it's like we don't care, like as long as this woman has goals, as long as a woman has potential, as long as a woman wants to be something. Yes, man can help her God that can help God her that direction. It's like women don't see it the way. Like they just want that nigga that already has it going on. Nine times out of ten, a nigga who got it going on has bitches flocking after him. Not women. There's a difference between women and bitches, like the Jay-Z song, bitches and sisters. Two different things. Yep. And it's like a nigga with money is gonna attract bitches. Point blank period. He gonna attract women too, but he's gonna attract bitches. Bitches is a quick way. To have sex, bitches are a quick way to catching up. Bitches are a quick way to feed your ego. So why would he be so determined to find a woman when he have this line of bitches chasing after him just to fuck him? And it's like they don't understand. It's like us men, we not that way. It don't matter what you do as a woman. If we don't find you mentally attractive, we don't want your ass. Point blank. Period. They don't understand that we are mentally attracted to women more so than women are mentally attracted to men. That's just part of our reality. Yeah, it's just we different, bro. Like, it's not just different. by successful women. We just not. And if we are, like the ones that are, are the ones who don't necessarily want to be with you for who you are. Those are the ones that's insecure about themselves. It's like if I meet someone who's about her business, if I meet a woman that's taking like taking care of her, who don't need me, that's fine with me. Like I don't like I don't want to be with a woman who needs me. It's like they get so confused. Like they think that we are so predetermined to be alpha men that we have to take care of our wife and our families. That's not necessarily the case. Like that day and age is it's like that's 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 like our father's age. Like we don't we understand the reality that these women are out here putting in the work. 
they just happen on their own. They don't need us. Do they need us for kids? Kind of, yeah. Like, like they can get a sperm on. But then there is just like, we understand that women these days don't need us to be successful. So we don't give a fuck about what you do. We don't give a fuck about how much money you make. We don't give a fuck about what car you drive. And it's like, women, some women are complete opposite. Like, they won't, like, they don't want a nigga that's riding the dark bus. They don't want a nigga that's, you know what I'm saying? That's like taking Ubers to go to his job. It's like, they want a nigga who can provide something. It's like us as men, like we don't we don't want a woman that can provide something. We just want a woman that can hold a house down. We want a woman that's, that we can trust. We want a woman that we can pop kids in our stomach. And she's going to be there for her kids and me. And it's just like, it's completely different, bro. Yeah. 100%. 100%. It's completely different. Like, we, like, we, like, expectations is different. It's completely different. Like, I don't like, I love to be married to some, like, one thing I always said, bro, I will not be surprised if I'm married to a corporate woman. And I believe that shit because I'm not that type of dude who's so egotistic to where I would have a problem if my woman is, if my wife is more successful than me. I want her to be more successful than me because that gives me something to try to match. It's like that, that'll keep me pushing. That'll keep me going. Like, I don't want to just be that working husband that comes home to a stay at home wife. Would I love to have to stay at home wife? Yes. I would love to be so successful. I would love to be like so family oriented that I can tell my wife, Hey, don't work. Like I'm going to take care of us. I got this. Like I would love to be that type of male, but at the same time, I'm not going to say no just because a woman make more money than me. And it's like, you have there are women out there who feel that niggas ain't shit because they don't need one, which is true. You may not need the nigga. You may not need love. You may not need you no know But the end of the day is just like that mentality is what fucks you open in the end because you feel like you don't need. I don't need. I don't need. I don't need. But at the end of the day, you do. Like everybody needs somebody to to have some type of level of fulfillment that they can never attain on their own. Point blank. Right. It is what it is. Yep, hundred percent. So, in coming to a in, in coming to closing, uh, I know that we talked about a lot and we we bounced around a little bit, um, but I think that the 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 understanding is there. Um, and again, it, you know, I know that it may come off like we're bashing black women to black women. Um, well, that's not the case. Um, it's it's literally just black males and our involvement with black women um, and dating um, in in this day and age, and 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 the way that we've been treated, and what we want out of a relationship, and what we've been we've been getting when dealing with black women. Um, and I, I feel like some people are really gonna hear this, and they're gonna they're gonna understand better uh, what a black male goes through. Um, and maybe there might be some black women who listen to this and, and, and think to themselves, you know, damn, have I, have I done a black guy like that before or a guy like that before? Like, have I tried to um, have I have I purposely or inadvertently led a guy on to think that we could be something more than, you know, friends or a couple or whatever it may be? When in reality, I know that I was never going to give him a chance anyway. When I had my, mm-hmm. I already had my focus on someone else in the first place. Um, 
you know, because one of the things is that I could tell you too from my experience is like I've spent a lot of money taking girls on dates that after the date, after a couple of dates, the communication just completely drops. And yep. there was no there was no communication as to, oh, this is what's going on or da 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 da. No, it's just it just slowly started to die off. And it dies off because it's like they stopped trying. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, and I don't have to. And I know there's a lot of women who who um who eagerly pay for themselves, but the reality of it is is that even in today's day and age, as 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 strong as women want to act and talk about being, it's still funny how quickly they accept for a guy to pay for um, their dates. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself, and I'm like, I think to myself, and I'm like, okay, I understand that you, you know, you want a guy to, to show that he, you know, can do this, do that, and take you out and, you know, kind of like treat you like, but at the same time, you can't, you can't sit there running around ask. And then after you talk to a guy and get your dates and whatever, you fucking switch the game up. Like yep. either stay either from the, the beginning. Plus. Right. Either from the beginning, you have an understanding of what you want and what you don't want. And you go in there with that. And maybe for the first couple of dates, you kind of focus on you kind of focus on um, you know, paying for yourself and, and making a point like, no, I'm paying for myself. And and really following through with that, and then, you know, see if you really like this guy. And if you really like this guy, and you like to try and move it forward and do all the other stuff, then that's when you 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 be a little more comfortable with him paying for certain things, or y'all, you know, y'all you paying for certain things uh, during a date. And it's just at the end of the day, it's all about being courteous of another person's uh, feelings. Like people always feel like men don't have emotions. And I'm under the belief that men are more emotional than women are. It's just that we've been conditioned to to, 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 to out. right to not show it, to act like it's not there. And then you know, obviously, it's a different conversation to, um, on how that fucks men over. But I think that women will listen to this, and some of them will will understand. And then you're going to get the ones who are going to get defensive within the first five minutes and think that we're just bashing not only black women but women in general. And completely missed the point of this conversation, um, and that's unfortunate. But you know, at the end of the day, you can only do what you can do. So, with that being said, um, any final remarks, Daryl? No, I'm good. I'm good. Spit everything out. All right, guys. So, this has been another podcast. We're gonna we're gonna come back with more for you. Um, if you like the podcast, um, try and leave a comment. Um, later on, we're gonna we're gonna leave um, like a Twitter slash um, Instagram link that you can click on and, and uh, follow the podcast to learn when there's new updates. Um, also, um, to kind of just join the community and join the conversation. Um, at some point, we would like to be able to have some some of our our viewers uh, listeners join in on the podcast, and we can actually teach you how to do that. And, you know, you could vocalize your opinion um and we'll we'll rotate people in kind of like a, a radio station's phone call um we'll rotate people in so we can kind of get an idea of what the consensus is with different people who listen to the podcast um but until next time y'all be easy peace